Fred, how are you, Eddie? <sighs> I'm, I'm beginning to relax. I'm excited for this uh, podcast. Well, Ade is um, show number two of the Coffee Diaries. The first one was um, a lot of fun, you know, um, finding our voice, exploring uh, these topics. Mm. You know, Ade, as well, I was thinking, um, shall we go into how we met? I was thinking, come, it was just a chance occurrence, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why don't you tell the story? I think um, you were on a site. A, um, a spiritual site, I think. And maybe I saw something that I liked that you posted or mm. you saw something of mine that um, I posted and we connected. Yeah. And then we started working together. We did the interviews with, with each other on each other's podcast. I met Dre Day <laughs> and uh, you met uh, Sumerati. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, it's just one. It's it's interesting, really, that you know, we've never met physically, but we've spoken to each other many times. You're in New York, I'm in London, and you know um, how we're not limited by these um, nations or oceans, or we can connect. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting that uh you know we're we're able to connect in this way and and I think we connected even on a deeper level when I I called you and and we began talking on I think we talked for over an hour you know yes. in, in that conversation and 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 that's where I think a lot of um the ideas for doing a podcast and, and really working together uh, came up and collaborating, and one of the things that was that was fun uh, that day is, um, what, what what you like to call playing jazz, you know, just playing, and um, and I think part of the way I'm able to do that is to first have a sort of acceptance of where I'm at, where I am at the moment. So instead of um, hiding, you know, so I think you've been one of the supports that has helped me come out of my hiding nature. And, and, um, and to in the first episode, we talked about finding our voice. So that's something that's still coming up for me now you know is is finding that that voice you know and um yeah so it's 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 been a a really interesting journey yeah and i like as well how we finished the topic last week and then we said okay what's next week's and then immediately you came up with moving into authenticity and straight away that's the topic, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. think it feeds on really nicely from where we were last week. Yeah. yeah. And what I like about what we're doing, I guess it's what we're going through right now. We're not um, being objective. We're not like um, just finding things. It's what you're going through, what I'm going through, what we're thinking, what mm -hmm. we're talking about. So it's our everyday lived experience. And I guess that feeds into, you know, being authentic. Yes. Yes. Our everyday 
lived experience, which um, for me includes a lot of uh, anxiousness <laughs> and a feeling of awkwardness. Um, and, um, and it feels like a workout sometimes to be able to, to express that and to, to share that and to, but, but that's, that's the beginning for me, you know, um, uh, that's needed. And I think one of the things that, at least in my case, one of the important things to be able to do that is to, you know, I came to the sort of conclusion, it just came to me one day that, you know, I, I'm here for a reason, I deserve to take up space, I deserve to be here, my perspective, and opinions matter, you know, um, this part that wants to express in its way, um, is just as important. So, when being uh, authentic, sometimes, you know, um, especially in the, the culture we live in today, it's set up to compare, you know, um, the be this way or be that way. And, and, um, you know, and, and it's even it's turned up in social media, you know, it's, a lot of times just compare with status, compare yourself to what another person has, how another person looks and things like that. And so we as humans, I think um, that ties into this survival mechanism of ours because, you know, we are adapters. So we, we, we kind of mimic certain uh, ways so that we feel safe and that we uh, survive. So if the pack is doing something and, you know, we have this basic instinct, uh, the social instinct um, to, you know, to, to have a group, to be accepted, to be welcomed, to, to have that support. And so, you know, we kind of fall into this um, way, this conditioning of, mimicking other people of comparing ourselves to, to other people that's just a natural thing but as you and i talked about in the in the last episode the world doesn't need another ade and another ron you know we like we need these authentic expressions and um and so i i, I don't know if i came up with the title of it i think you came up with this title i think our last conversation if i remember correctly um, I think you came up to, well, how, you know, how do we move into expressing this, you know, out, mm -hmm. out in the world? But... Because it's, um, it's very challenging, isn't it? We grow up and we're kind of told this is right, this is wrong, do this, do that. This is the way to go. This is not the way to go. Yeah. And it's so difficult sometimes to just be yourself because... The question you get, you ask yourself is, am I enough? Mm. Is yeah. being me enough? Will I be liked? Will I, you know? So a lot of times we do things and that's not really what we want to do or really want to be. And I think there's something lacking in us or we lack, we lack something then because we always feel that there's something not quite right mm. if we're doing something to fit in. And I think we live in a sea of inauthenticity around us. As you said, with the social media, in politics, in life, in shops, in way things are. 
people wanting to sell you something, um, make you better, um, give you something. But I guess the question is, I guess, who am I and how can I be me? And like you said, um, the hundreds and thousands of ancestors that we had, that we have, are coming, we are the very reason for them living right now. Mm, yeah. And if you see that, and that's extraordinary, really. Who am I? What can I do? What is my, what is my passion? What is my gift? What can I offer? Yeah. How do I feel? But today, uh, talking about authenticity. So I had a class, a yoga class, or yoga meditation class, or as we call it with the three-year-olds, maduration. <laughs> so, uh, Say so, that again, maduration. Maduration. And a three-year-old, so how that name came up was I was talking to the three-year-olds and I said, what is it that we're doing? And one of them said, maduration. He couldn't say meditation. Mm. And I thought, that's perfect because he brought together meditation and imagination together. Yeah. So now we call it maduration. So I was in the class and we start with the deep breathing. Then I do an exercise where we raise our hands and I tell them to lower their fingers slowly. Slow as, as slow as you can. So I brought my hands down and I saw there was one child who was still up there. And my first instinct was to speed him up because we're short of time. And I, and I stopped myself because in thinking that I wasn't being authentic to the meditation, I was thinking of time. I was thinking of something else. And he was doing exactly what I had asked him to do. He had slowed it down. So I changed the class to what he was doing. And something amazing came out of that. So I'm with eight three-year-olds. And there was this moment of just silence, you know, mm. where... I learned something because my first instinct was to speed him up, to yeah. change it. No, he was teaching me in that time. Yes, slow it right down. And I went with him and the teacher student kind of thing kind of dropped away. And for that moment, this three-year-old was the, was the um, teacher and that was the authenticity of that class. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. It's, um, I don't know if I, I, I told you, my, my son is, is on the spectrum. Uh, he's, he's autistic. So he relates to the world in, in a different uh, way than, than um, many people do. And one of the things that, the, you know, I, I, I can understand exactly um, the feelings that came up for you at first, and, and you caught them as well. 
Uh, sometimes I, I catch them come up uh, with my son. Sometimes I, I don't. Um, I think generally, most of the times um, I, I catch them. You know, uh, he's doing something. Wait, you're not supposed to be doing it, and it and it triggers that. Um, you know that that conditioning. It triggers the identity. It, it triggers. Um, you know, uh, th this feeling of uh, just wanting to, to feel, I feel terrified, you know, just uh, when he does something that I think is not the way you're supposed to do it, I feel really terrified, you know, inside. And right away, I try to change it, you know, uh, and I find that that is the knee-jerk reaction is to go in there. No, you have to do it that way, or you're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> that's that's not what I'm consciously thinking, but that's the feeling. If you don't do it that way, we're gonna get in trouble somehow. You know, so um, a lot of it is, you know, don't be so loud, um, don't make a mess, don't jump. You know, sometimes we're, we're outside, he'll just in the on the sidewalk, he'll jump up and down and he would say, you know, don't, you know, what do you and um, yeah, he's one day I started doing what he was doing. I just let it go. And it was so I understood, you know, a little bit. There's, a, you know, I don't but it 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 just I felt free I felt like I can express it just felt like um I can and then it gave it gave more insight to um the idea of okay well maybe this is how he's dealing with the the world you know this is this is how he one time I got real I had a panic attack you know I, I was just having a panic attack and and in that moment, I started going, ah, and I started making noises and doing things just to, um, like, um, just to get the breath going, just to relieve some of the nervousness. And I realized that some of what I was doing is what he does, you know, so I was doing some of the same things that, that he does. And, and at that moment, I just felt more connected in a natural way to my body and to my soul. You know, there's this, it felt like the soul rather than the ego was expressing, you know, um, in, in a natural and authentic way. And, and also what I noticed was a sort of side effect of that was compassion. I felt more compassion towards myself, towards my son, towards other people. And I felt um, love because I think when we, when we, I'll speak for myself, when I'm not in that constrictive fear state, and when I'm just expressing and, and being authentic, I feel more in this space of love of heart energy so you, so we can say that from what you said that in the in authenticity there's a natural compassion and empathy 
which yeah. doesn't need to be sought. It's in the act. It's in the authenticity itself it, for yourself and for others. Yes, I, I I believe so. It, I think first, because for me the first step is is seeing it is being. I guess you could use the word honest with my with myself. This is here. And I don't know if if the compassion and, and empathy, maybe there's levels to it. I don't know if it comes right away. I think there there sometimes is still that conditioning and that resistance. So the relationship to that part of myself, just you know, the the um may still take some time to kind of relax, you know, and, and to, to, to have more of an embracing relationship with it. And, and I think that also, the level of which I'm able to express in that way, um, also mirrors the level of where that relation, where I am in that relationship, you know, am I relaxed? And, Right now in my life, I'm much more than I was like a month or two ago, you know, um, uh, because I am sort of jumping in, jumping off of the ledge, you know, taking that risk and, and um, you know, you know, I can feel it in, in, in my body. And so, you know, from my personal experience, it just feels like it is what is needed, you know, it, it is what is needed in the world, you know, because I can finally say I'm needed in the world, I deserve to be here. And therefore, other people as well, you know, other people. So therefore, I, I feel it's important for um, us as a collective to um, support this and, you know, going back to what you were, what you were saying and in, in your example in the classroom, I, I think that's, that's really important. You, you kind of changed the whole way that the classroom was doing it and you supported this, um, student being authentic and also, you know, uh, learning cause, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's something that resonates with authenticity, I think, with those who watch or see or hear it, which transmits to everybody. So if you're singing, you may not, somebody may watch and may not like that style of music, but I think they connect on a level that they can see the real joy that is coming out of that person. Or you see somebody who's doing something and you stop and watch. And I think, you know, you know what I found really interesting sometimes is when you see people reading books and they're reading the book and you can see that they're really into it, you know, uh, and you can, you can watch, you watch them. And there's something really amazing and just watching somebody read, they're totally engrossed in that book. Yeah. And there's something which I think in yourself you connect with. And that's an extraordinary moment. And the other person may not even know. But 
you feel it and you take it with you. And I think that's the importance of, you know, being authentic with ourselves. Because a lot of times when we're not, it's due to fear. Yeah. Fear of being criticized, fear of being not, fear of not being good enough, which, you know, we're fed with so often. And if we allow it just to come through us, so, you know, we feel we want to do something, we feel joy doing something. Yes, can I express it? I feel like jumping in that puddle. Let's go and jump in that puddle. I feel like running. Let's go and run. And even here right now with you and I, you know, we enjoy do this. We do it. And we may have thoughts, oh, no, what's going to happen? But we do it because no one's making us. We do it because we enjoy doing it. Yeah. And that's something special in that, I think. And to notice it and to be honest with ourselves. You know what I do? Um, I write songs because I enjoy writing them. And so I wrote some songs and I thought... Um, It'll be interesting to hear someone else sing them. So I asked a few people, uh, would you sing while I'm, you know, strumming on guitar, which I've just learned really. So, uh, and they said, no, you know, that wasn't really interested and so on. So I had these songs and I always had in my head, there for other people to sing. But Ade, there was some in, in authenticity in that. The, the real truth was, if I'm honest, I was afraid to sing it. Yeah. Uh, so I justified it by saying, oh, I would like to hear this person's voice of it. And I justified it, Ade, and it was a great justification. It was, you know, oh, I'd like to hear this person's voice or a woman's voice or someone with a higher voice. And I justified it like this. But it was... When I just saw that, I had to be honest with myself and admit it. That is part of it. Mm. Just to play. I enjoyed playing. Yeah. I enjoyed doing it. Not for other people, not to be great, you know. My voice is my voice. So, like, connected with last week, finding the voice. And maybe I was given a real gift by people saying, no, they wouldn't sing. Because I think I had to be really authentic and what I had written and give my voice to it. And it's my voice, it's the individual voice, it's Ron Usha's voice. But there had to be some, you know, I had to be honest. I had to be really honest and say, yes, okay, it'll be nice to hear someone else singing it, but Ron Usha, a lot of the truth is you're afraid. And that is true. You're yeah. afraid. Yeah, I've I've been there many times. And and I remember that that story from our, our first uh, podcast. So I think that is a good setup because I see the guitar behind you. And <laughs> I wonder if you'll pay, play us just a little oh my 
<laughs> okay. Let's be authentic. I'm thinking a bit of, you know, uh, <laughs> I've been a bit, uh, do I really want to do this? Um, uh, okay. One second, Eddie. Yay. <laughs> okay so here's the voice trying to justify it so what i hear myself thinking i'm gonna say to you is oh um i haven't played for a while uh using video <laughs> yeah I, I don't know the lyrics yes yes I... but i think these kind of things are important. So let's do it. Yeah. Um, we remember, we're, we're just playing. We're just playing. We're just, just playing. Just, just, like, okay. just like kids. Do you know what, Ade? I'm going to... There's a song that I wrote. I'm going to do the first first, yes? Is okay. that okay? Yeah. Okay. I don't know the lyrics by heart, so you have to bear with me. R remember, okay. what, uh, remember what Seal said. Remind me. Uh, you don't have to know the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Then. Here it is. Okay. Okay. This one's called It Rains on a Sunday After All. Okay. I can feel my fingers a bit. Are they over a bit of uh, nervous tension in my fingers? Okay. 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 The trail of tears have stalled every day. I met a Cherokee woman who showed me her pain. The prophets are told of the battle she fight. She looked into the sunrise on her first night. And the raging storms came by surprise. Drenched through to the inside With a hand in mine You could ask for more But it rains on a Sunday after all Yet the raging storms came out by surprise We were drenched through to the inside with a hand in mine, you could ask for more. But it rains on a Sunday after all. Yeah! Woohoo! That was great. Oh, thank you very wow, much. Wow, that was. I, I, I didn't expect it. I, I thought you were, you know, I thought you were going to. You know, that was beautiful yeah that was that was really beautiful and and the the uh the lyrics too you wrote that yeah i wrote that song it's, it's called it rains on a sunday after all and um it's about i've been reading about so oh, let me show you i've been i've been reading this book 
the an indigenous people's history of the United States? Oh, you got to um, send send me a picture or or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's about. Um, I've been reading about the uh, trail of the uh, the uh, trail of tears of the uh, First Nations of America. Okay. And I met a uh, Cherokee woman, and I was also interested in the the writings of Doctor Imhotep. He says that the first uh, Native Americans were Africans. So the the story is the connection that we had. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, yeah. So I wrote that. I wrote that song as I said I really enjoyed writing it and um, I thank you for I can feel you know just this allowing this opportunity to um, to play it so thank you very much you're welcome you know who who else I think me <laughs> for asking you <laughs> because I enjoyed it so much <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but thank you too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it just shows you. Do you know what, Adi? Is it that we feel something if we just do it in the moment and not wait? Because later on, the mind comes in with, "Oh, am I good enough? Can I do it?" And so yeah, on. yeah. But is it not like just grasping it as it is and going for it? Let's I think it so. Yeah, it's just grasping. Like, you can't catch, it's like, you know, anything you try to, to catch, if you're trying to catch a, uh, a fly, you, you just have to, you, you, can't, you can't second guess, you know, you, you just got to try to catch it. And, and that's the same thing with being authentic. It's just like catching flies. You know, I, I mean, catching flies and being authentic are two of the same. I can't think of a better analogy of what authentic means than catching a fly. Do you know as well, I think when you say as well that if we're surrounded by trust and we trust ourselves, yeah. And we're okay with ourselves. And and it's also okay for people not to like what we do. That's also okay. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you didn't like my fly analogy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that, but, but, but you know what? The freedom of not worrying about what other people are thinking. Because I think when we go to school and college and universities, we're, we're kind of, we want to be like, don't we? We want to be in the crowd. But there's a, a true sense that, you know, if you're just being yourself, and I thought what happens you draw others to to you who are all who as well are being themselves. Yeah, and um, then we connect with other people, and I think there's something extraordinary in that, and you can build from that. Yeah, and we are so much more than what we think. Mm. We are so much more than what we see. 
and there's so much inside of us that we uh, that is there to come out. Yeah. And if you look at you know um, in the comic books with superheroes, that time before they realize they have their powers. They just ordinary, aren't they? You know, so uh, they don't really know. But it's inside them. Something happens one day, and it clicks, doesn't it, with the superheroes, with the X Men, or you know, yeah. so. and then they let it out. It wasn't that they had to find something; they just had to be themselves. Yeah. So, is it then that? In a way, the superhero analogy is just mimicking who we are as people. It's some, there are things inside of us that have been dormant, may not have been expressed. And it's not that we have to find it. It's there. Yeah. Being covered up by ego conditioning, rights and wrongs, goods and bads. If we can sit with it and just let it out, yeah. And the superhero in all of us war is, is allowed to flourish. And the eccentricities that we've held in, we begin to like, you know, we begin to that draw us to people. Mm. We can do the crazy, or we call them crazy things, we can do this, but we're being ourselves. And also, I think that starts great movements. Yeah. Where extraordinary things can happen. Ade, how do you sometimes deal with the fear or the nervousness that comes in the body sometimes when... <clears throat> would like to embark on something? Oh, when I like to embark on something and, and I get nervous, how do I deal with it? Um, it I guess it depends on what it is. See, I, I'm pretty much a, a newbie at, at this. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've, as you know, and as I've shared before, I've, I've always been a pretty subdued sort of person in terms of... Um, <laughs> pretty much a, a fraud in a lot of ways you know um and i don't mean that in a you know i'm not trying to put myself down or anything like that it was just part of how i survived um so to the outside world i put on a i just felt a lot of fear you know and um but with my kids and people close to me i I, I'm always this silly type of person and, and just having fun and expressing. But that part of me is coming out now. You know, it's been coming out a lot uh, recently. And um, and so, you know, um, so as I had a great opening of where this started to express in, a, in an authentic way. And uh, and once I tasted it, I felt like I'm and I have years ago, you know, there was years ago when when this authenticity authenticity came out. And then there was there was this enormous fear that came like like this feeling I'm going to be punished or like this is blasphemy or something. I don't know where these ideas came from. And I immediately 
And like a turtle formed a new shell and just became this subdued. This time it's different. It's been consistent and and it me and it's been exhausting in some ways because I'm having to confront that and I'm getting to the the answer. I'm having to confront that nervousness in the body, that fear that is, no, don't don't do it, you know. Um, and so what I've been doing lately is uh, one of the things is listening to music that you know I, I appreciate you you've been sending me music and. And, um, and I'm not trying to people please or anything like that. You know, it that has been very helpful with um, moving the body. I've been dancing. I've I've been getting. I've been finding my own authentic way of um, dealing with it, rather than the, um, you know, just sitting. I am. I, I, you know, I am the self. I, you know, just yeah. focus on the nothingness or, you know, just be very, very, very still, which has its place. But, you know, <laughs> I don't exist. You don't exist. None of us exist. There's no reason to have this conversation. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You've heard that before. That's fine. But, um, you know, I like the other day, the other day I went out in nature and, um, and I, <laughs> I think my, my, my mom is probably watching. So I hope this doesn't make her nervous <laughs> seeing this story, but I went out into nature and I felt like all of this stuff came up, all of this repressed stuff. And I was, I just, got down in the dirt and was just feeling this this the uh this the getting the dirt in my hands just moving around and i was listening to speaking about uh native americans i was listening to this healing chant that is the best i've ever listened to it really cracks your heart open and it's i'll send it to you i, I don't know if i ever shared it with you um and um so much stuff came up and there are people in the other side that might have been watching me or might not have but there was tears streaming down my eyes i was sitting by a tree and i just started yelling at the top of my lungs and and not like a you know a yell like it was such a um cathartic moment it was just there was a yell of this pain that i feel like it was the collective pain that i was touching into and i got in touch with it you know i felt this collective uh pain and and i felt like um a lot of it was this fear i really connected with this fear of death and i really went into it and it came up and there was this compassion with this fear of death. Like I'm feeling it now, like it, like it makes me a little emotion, emotional when I, when I speak about it, because before there was a resistance to it. And now when it came up, it was like, because two things came up, the fear of death, but then as well, 
the enormous beauty and appreciation for life. Because in that moment, everything, when all this stuff was released, everything was alive. There was this, and you've experienced this before, this aliveness, this, the nature was communicated. I felt it in this, my soul, this oneness with everything, just feeling of alive and this immense gratitude for being alive. So when that feeling of death came up, it was like, yeah, I, I, I get that. You know, this, I, I, it, there's such a, appreciation and a love for life mm -hmm. and so i embrace that feeling of death with with compassion this fear of it and this pain and you know it was like yeah it's painful to this idea of letting go you know of of um you know and this appreciation for the body I feel like I went way off <laughs> from what you originally asked me, but uh, no, yeah. It, <laughs> because you said the letting go of the, of the past and the old conditioning, and at that moment you're stepping into the new. And guess we can't move into the new until we let go of the past. Yeah. We've got to step into that. Yeah. And um, that opening that you experience, you know, and I guess the range of emotions that I felt at that time, I guess, differs between different people. Yeah. But you know what? It's, you know, I guess the ego self never wants to let, it itself is the thing that's being, it's holding on to whatever it is. And to see that, and of course, the next step is always is always fresh in the moment. It's new, yeah, never been experienced before. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's that's one of the things that also came up is a few things happened in that experience. Is um, so there were some people um, that were on the other side of the lake, um, and they were you know they were hanging out. And, um, you know, they were, um, they were what some people may, um, may, you know, some people may, what is the right word, put them in a stereotypical kind of, uh, put them in a stereotype, a stereotype, you know, um, you know, they, were African-American males dressed in a certain way and smoking weed, you know? And, um, and so I felt like for me, that came up as well, you know? So there was this part that felt like I was, I was being judgmental towards them, you know? So even me being African-American, I was noticing how I stereotype people and how there is this there's this fear when I first came to that location there is this kind of like kind of on edge how I've kind of picked that up from the collective and I noticed that but then when I went through that experience and when I was going through the yelling and crying and stuff you know what the first thought was, was 
I can, the one people that <clears throat> I think would identify with what I'm going through right now would be them. I don't, I didn't feel any sort of judgment, you know, like I felt like I could go over to them and talk to them. And one person came over to me and I, and they were like cleaning the uh, nature, like, like just a, uh, picking up trash and stuff. And I said, I really appreciate what you do. And that's, that was a fresh moment uh, for me. So there was this kind of um, seeing this other reality, you know, uh, in this moment, seeing these parts that were judging that, you know, that I took on and, and how all of that came up and transformed the way, you know, like I had new eyes, I was seeing everything in a different light, you know? Yeah, and you step into new things. As you were speaking, I'm reminded of um, a story myself. Um, you know, I've been reading spiritual books for many, many years now. And I had shelves full of the stuff, you know, shelves full of, you know, Ravada Vahashi, Nick Eckhart Tolle, and so on. Yeah. But, you know what, it, one thing a day, I was, I used them because I, when I was honest at one point, I liked having them there. Yeah. It had become part of my identity, you know. Yeah, yeah, I've got these books there. And there was an inauthenticity in that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you can read them, but I think I was using them to boost myself to say oh i've read them rather than take the you know the you know they says in the dead poet society suck the marrow out of life and it's not in the books it's in your life to express uh, who you are and so even in my spiritual practice there was a deep inauthenticity there yeah and I didn't realize that straight away. That came after uh, many years. And then I had to be honest and say, I realized I did enjoy having them there. And then, you know, slowly I got rid of the books, slowly got rid of the books. And because I think all the teachers say, it's in, it comes through you. The books and the words are just a pointer, aren't they? Yeah. They're a pointer to to something that can't actually be expressed in words. Yeah. And it's interesting that many of the old teachers never actually wrote books. It was just the followers who wrote the books. Yeah. And to see that inauthenticity and to admit it, that took quite a while. Because I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I liked having them there, you know, I liked it a lot, yeah. But it was like I was reading about an orange juice, um, looking at orange juice, but never tasting the orange juice. Yes, yeah. 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 And... There came a time when the reading about it and watching it and hearing people talk about the oneness of life and whatever, it, it wasn't enough to experience it authentically for yourself. Yeah. 
And for that, I think you have to, in this case, put the books down. In another case, put the judgments of other people down. In another case, put down the right or wrongs. How is, how does your creativity express through you or through me? How does it? And I think that's the question. Mm. And I think that's something that we're born with. Each child is totally unique. Yeah. And I guess each parent, parents can say, you know, they're, you know, even with twins, you know, they've got completely different characters. Yeah. How does it express through you? And to look at the layers of conditioning, and lots of it is past trauma as well, isn't it? Passed down from family, mm -hmm. uh, ancestors. How does it express through you? That's what I would like to know when I meet somebody, and I guess that's what you like to know when you meet someone else. How does there's, it that vibrancy, there's that vibrancy there as well. Yeah. And then from there, I guess there from there is not the word, from where you are at that moment. So even what the, our title, moving into in, inauthenticity, is not moving into, it's here. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so I guess we can look yeah. at, you know, even the, the, the question of the today's show, mm -hmm. moving in author, moving into, it's, not, it's in, it's here, it's not to be found. Yeah. Peel away the onion. So we get the onion and peel it away. Mm -hmm. Pull it down a bit. And what's underneath? And that's quite magical, isn't it? To think you're peeling away and what's underneath is totally unique to Ade, Ram, Kwame, Freddie across the road. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and one question is, so in, in terms of peeling the, the onion, so I, I notice uh, with with my myself is one of the one of my protective ways or what I would call protective ways is my I go like this <laughs> I smile my face gets kind of like like uh, like uh, you know. Like if I took a bunch of uh, Botox or something, I can't, I can't relax it out of this. Uh, like, oh, I see so, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's exhausted. So all oh, that, oh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I hope, uh, so that's like, that's the like, I, you know, kind of uh, stay, stay, uh, everything is safe. I'm hiding behind here. What's, so now, now that I gave myself up, so um, and, you know, you said what's what's behind here. So like peeling back, peeling back the the onion, 
and then you know there's the the fear that grips so it's like yeah breathe in then there's the feeling of okay this this not allowing to take space not deserving to something has to happen and then it goes back ah you know that <laughs> oh ah oh ah oh <laughs> you know so so then the the breathing and so how do we know how do we know when it's authentic or not how do we know what is, let's say for, um, just for playing around, let's say the, the inauthentic is the ego and the soul is the authentic. So, so, the, so the ego is, is uh, bent on um, survival. It's the, ah, I'm okay, yeah, you know, for, for this odd a personality, you know. And even the one in, and I can see there is some, there is some intent. How much does intent have to play with play in it? Because behind everything that is being said now, there is some intent for approval, you know, and, and maybe some of that is, is natural. So, th so there is this human quality you know, this humanist, we'll call it the humanity, you know, the survival part, the want, the, uh, the need for social um, approval and this sort of thing. And so, uh, so do we get rid of all of that? Or do we carry that along with us? And how does that part have a place in this new authentic expression that is uh taking place you know so how do we move forward um you know uh, w with that with that being there uh, you know can can we be alive can we be human without any of this sort of um sort of a friction sort of this this uh human part this survival part I think we have, we're going to always have thoughts and feelings and maybe fears will always arise. Yeah. Uh, I feel that there's something inside when you know it, when you know it's the right thing you're doing and you're, be, um, and you're totally honest with yourself. Mm, yeah. And you feel it. Because I think as well, inauthenticity, playing in a role, creating images is tiring. Exactly, yeah. It's to ca you're carrying luggage around, you're carrying baggage around with you. But you know what? Like you said, Ade, sometimes you can carry luggage for so long, you forget that you've been carrying it. Yeah. And that requires, I think, just to sitting and being still with it. Because often we never sit and be still and look and actually ask the question, what do I want and who am I? Imagine, um, I don't recall ever in school, university at all, being asked the question, who am I? No. What, 
are you passionate about? Not once. And I, I only understood education when I left education. Yeah. I met a great friend. I met, um, she was my girlfriend at the time, and I met her in Amsterdam. And she was studying anthropology. So she came over from uh, Amsterdam to stay with me in London. And she would bring her work with her. And when she studied, I could see the joy in what she was doing. You know what? And she would go, uh, Ron, read this, and I'll read it. And I was surprised because I had gone through the whole of school, university, and college without seeing anybody actually enjoy what they're studying. Yeah. And to see that, and it made me realize that for all these years, firstly, I never heard about anthropology before, but you know what? Um, there was something which she, when she was writing, it didn't mean it was easy for her. Of course, she had to work hard, but I could sense it that it was just real. She really wanted to do this. She was passionate about her subject. Yeah. And when she shared it, she was sharing more than the subject of me. She was sharing, she was sharing a joy of doing something. And imagine this, Ade, uh, that was over 20, 20 years ago, and I remember. And now I'm talking about it with you right now. That's how much it changed my life. Yeah. I had gone through the whole of my education being inauthentic inauthentic, doing things I didn't want to do. But to connect with somebody who was really enjoying what they did allowed the onions, the peeling to fall away from me and to explore new things. Hmm. So when you're being authentic, it's not just for you. Yeah. It's for everybody. Yeah. But you don't see it that way because the kind of I self about me is not really there. So I think authenticity, I think, has to affect the world. And I know I may be going, you know, you know, <laughs> out there, but in a single consciousness, there is just one, isn't there? So if it's resonating through you, it must connect with all living things. And can we live in that magic and mystery? Can we eat the orange rather than uh, talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Because how orange tastes to you, Ade, will be different to how it tastes to me. But when you describe how it tastes, I don't want the dictionary version. Oh, it's orange and it tastes sweet and it's a bit sour and so on. No, to you it may be whatever. Okay, Ade, how does an orange taste to you or any fruit? Pick one fruit. Okay. Uh, a mango, ripe mango. Okay. Mm. Mm, it tastes sweet. Um, yeah, delicious. Yeah. Um, juicy. And think of words that go with that. It, uh, that go with that. it also tastes like 
in some ways it tastes like um for me it tastes like my ancestors that's what i think of as well because mangoes are, are really big in saint vincent in the west indies and so when i eat it i'm i'm thinking of you know i think of my grandmother my mom i th i think of when we when we went to saint vincent years ago um and we ate the most delicious mangoes so yeah that's what i that's what i think of it's it's all it's all that experience that's all part of how it tastes and then i think of the first time the sweet taste of it also the first time i picked a ripe one I was in Tobago. I think of the color of it and the shape of it, and the just the uh, uh, it's like uh, it's like this ball of this uh, sensations which go off in your mouth, and when you peel it and you cut it back, and also sunshine, of course. And I remember going to the ocean in Tobago. And I ran across the beach with my cousin Keith, who was about, um, I must have been about nine, he must have been like 17 at the time. And Keith is running down the beach. And my other cousin said he always runs down the beach before he goes into the sea. And then he went into the sea. And then later on, we came back and had them. Mm. I think this is yeah. what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So it's it's being in in real time, be being here now. <sighs> Can you hear that in the background? <laughs> No, what was that? No, my, my eldest daughter. Yeah, you know, I, I have a friend that um, I was uh, visiting with uh, recently. We're, we're hanging out. And um, yeah, she's able to, she's always present in the moment. And um and I felt really insecure because she was a, a mirror. Because everything, like she walks slower, she does everything slower. She's just appreciating. She's looking at the buildings. She's just stopping here. She's looking at, the, she notices everything. Like I'm forgetting, and therefore, I'm noticing all of my little quirks and insecurities and self-judgments and, and all of that stuff because my I couldn't hide. I have this hiding nature with someone who's just themselves and would just say what they want and need and just speak honestly, very direct. And I'm just like, well, you know, my whole kind of beating around the bush and everything. And so um, that, that passion, that authenticity for 
for just be for for everything like just for being in the moment that she has had a profound change in my like it <laughs> anyway my mind just like i was just like whoa you know one day and it was kind of like year was worth like years of teaching and books and anything like that you know and um yeah so i think you said it perfectly um she was a mirror she's the still pond that the moon can reflect on exactly and it allows you to see all of these things and if you can embrace that an opening allows can come through. I guess at the beginning there can be a resistance. Oh, what's going on? I don't you know if you're really uncomfortable. Oh, oh, no, no. But I guess you're with someone that you trust. Yeah. So it allows you then to, whoa, I can see my little quirks and uh, I will see my oh, really I'd like to be as I'd like to be as thin as she is, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. as present as she is, yes. Yeah, even the even the 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 part that wanted to blame, like criticize, I was trying to find something in her to kind of like, you know, the ego wanted to 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 find some sort of way out, some escape, some something to hide in. But I, but the awareness of all of this, you know, was aware, was seen, and there was some compassion with it. And I told her, I said, "Yeah, you're like." you know once i told her what was going on everything just fell away and it was just like kids just playing and just kind of like like just noticing this this part that was nervous maybe noticing the childhood kind of the child ade the where these things originated and feeling that essence feeling that maybe you could call it a um uh I don't know, some people call it an entity or something, you know, you like feeling that and bringing that along with me, you know, so, okay, you can be here, come along. It's okay. You know, and, and, and that can be expressed, you know, through uh, creative uh, work and, and, and things like that. And, and, um, <sighs> It was, it was a, you know, this, it's really beautiful to, to get in touch with that and to, to be able to say, um, like to notice the, 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 the kind of the, the part that wants to, um, the part that wants to say, no, don't say that. No, don't be that way. Like, no, where are you going to go with this? No, what's, you know, what's going to happen? I don't know where I'm going to go with this, you yeah. know? Like, I I was at, you know, home uh, yesterday about to go to bed and, um, and some, I was on this social media a lot throughout the day and, uh, you know, just browsing endlessly and wasting time. <laughs> And every time I would do it, pick up the phone, there was this part, ah, you failure, look what you, you failed again. <laughs> and so I finally like caught it and I'm like, wait a minute, let's just stop for a minute, okay? 
I hear you, you know, you, you failed it. Okay, I hear you. Okay, but let's 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 see. Let's what what it what can we do now? Let's do it. Like, like, like you said, what all that we like, it's within us. It's not in a book. It's here. It's not gonna, but I have to take the stop and access it and let it find its way, you know. So and what I ended up doing is just naturally it came out and just made some noises did some dance i did it in a totally different way than the um just you know and uh it, it was a lot of fun you know it was it was a lot of fun and i have a, a new meditation that i've been doing and i won't say the word because i don't want youtube when we put this on youtube they may they sometimes, um, you know, kind of block things. But I call it the F-U-C-K meditation because I don't, um, I grew up never cursing, you know, so I just wouldn't. In the last few months, I've just been cursing. And, and that's a way to just express. So sometimes I'll sit on the meditation mat and do the F-U-C-K meditation. So I'll just say the word with expression <laughs> just like doing getting it out and get and seeing testing is the there's because there's this part that feels like i'm going to be punished well let the punishment come you know where where was that from like who said who's doing the punishment you know where's that punishment coming from you know there's the thought of blasphemy to feel so good, to feel blissful, to, to feel happiness, to have this energy come within, rise up through the chakras and feel it through in the heart and feel like, oh, no, I need to, I shouldn't, you know, I need to repress some of this, some of this joy, some of this bliss, some of this authenticity, some of the, I want to sing, I want to, you know, mm. the dancing and everything else. Mm. So where does that feeling of blasphemy and punishment come from? Like, you know, so that's a question that I sometimes ask myself. And, uh, and, and I find that when it comes, I can just go, ah, you know, you just do little things, let the soul come. The soul is meeting this new, like it, it, it's, it's it's expressing the soul is just saying this is the soul speaking now the soul is just saying i'm not like i'm not i'm i i you know i'm i'm choosing love today i'm not like holding back i'm taking up time i'm being here i'm being seen unapologetically this is who i am in this moment and and, and and while that fear is there, yes, you can be here too. You know, I love you too. And, and that can be here. That's the collective fear that keeps, but you know, that that some people maybe knowingly or unknowingly take advantage of to keep us in line, to keep the sheep in the herd, to keep everyone making money, to keep everyone like, like, um, like Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Chaplin would say, you know, in his movies, another, um, you know, uh, what is that? A spoke in the a cog in in the wheel, you know, you know, he he in one of his films, 
he goes around one of those cogs, like physically a big, huge one, and he's spinning around. So, you know, he becomes the machine. He's working on the on the line in the factory, and then he goes faster and faster, and he can't keep up. And then he becomes, he gets dragged away, and he becomes part of the machine. So we fall into line, and then we become one of the machines until the soul says no no you know the soul says no we gotta you know um i'm not doing it anymore you know the ego rant runs the show for a little while until the soul comes up and expresses so you know that's 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 what i think is gonna happen it's part of the process for you know everyone i, I you know in, in my opinion yeah, and this machine distorts you, it bends you, it folds you to fit into different spots and areas. And this machine doesn't allow any individuality at all because it's part of this collective system that you have to work towards to get this. And I think at first it's kind of seeing the seeing the machine. Yeah. Then maybe there's raging against the machine. <laughs> yeah. Acknowledge the machine. And then you see, I am not this machine. Mm. I'm not this machine. Yeah. I'm not a cog in a wheel. And we see that in nature. No two blades of grass are the same. No two oak trees are the same. Yeah. No two roses are the same. And if we saw two oak trees arguing and saying, oh, I've got more leaves than you, we would say the oak tree's crazy. Yeah. But we do this, and you know, um, so it's to look at it, and then we can look at the absurdity of it all, and then we can also look at the absurdity of ourselves trying to fit into this costume that we called me. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. That's it's beautiful. You, you're, bring, you're bringing everything to life now. Yeah. Keep, keep going. It's a, very, it's a very tight-fitting costume because it's very restrictive. You can only move in a certain way and it's kind of encased in this body. Yeah. So with the costume of one, do you have to fight it to, to see it? Or is it just that we unzip it? and we see it for what it is. And I think when it's truly seen, all of the anxieties and fears and trying to submit to an other's way that you should be, I mean, truly seeing it, really seeing it, then we see it, we have a new perspective of everything. And we'll have a new perspective of how we view nature, yeah. how we view life, how we view other people. Hmm. Because now we're going to also see not only our costume, but other people's costumes. 
Yeah. And not through judgment saying, oh, I've taken mine off and you still got one on. No, it's we see the reality of who they really are beyond the costume. Yeah. Which is maybe what your friend did with you when you're, when she's speaking with you in that presence and stillness. Yeah. And that may be one of the reasons why it was possible to see it at that moment, because she was seeing beyond the, the costume. Yeah. And that's quite extraordinary because then we it's magic <laughs> and it's play. Yeah. So can we play? Can we learn the lessons from your son? My the children are having maduration in my maduration class. Can we see what they do and join in with them? Because we don't know the extraordinary things that come out of it. Yeah. And us talking here right now, when we first exchanged a message two years ago, two and a half, three years ago, at eight, did we ever think that we would be here right now? No. It wasn't even in the equation. Was it even thinking about him? Was Tony Bear even something you thought about? I don't know. Sumarati and Dre Day, was it even anything we've talked about? Uh, you've met some of my friends through the talks when we did the, the conversation. Mm -hmm. So our nation is not restricted by national boundaries anymore. Yeah. We've seen that it can go out because now we're talking to each other. Yeah. And I think that if it's done with authenticity and trust, like I said before, it has to spread out. There's nothing else it can do. So maybe just keep that question with you always when the fear arises. Who am I? How can I be me? And not in a meditative sense where you're questioning all the time, but just, yeah, yeah. you know, okay. And give yourself a second because, and not get caught up in time. Yeah. Give yourself just this moment where we can, okay. There's no need to rush today. No need to sprint to go down there. Just and allow and allow it to not come not by you, but allow it to come through you. Yeah. And that in itself, if we think in that way, it's coming through us, but not by us. It's not then an egoic tendency, isn't it? It's not, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. No. The words came out. Yeah. The painting came out. The song came out. Just like when you have to use the bathroom, it, it just comes out. <laughs> <laughs> 
about it. It just got, if you're going to go, you're going to go. Yeah. 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 See, you know what, Annie? Just that as well. You know when we can talk about these issues, but then we can laugh at it as well, you know? Yeah. I think that is just the uh, amazing thing. Yeah, because it. I think it's meant to be that way. You know, that's that's the the kids aren't very. You know, they they will put a hundred percent attention on something, fully into it. But you know, it's just there's not this seriousness about it until. And I notice this about myself. I know almost exactly when it was in my development where I became where I would do things for the joy and playfulness of it, where things just became work. And I, I started pretending to be an adult. Like, oh, okay, this means this, or I have to do this to get this, to get blah, 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 blah. <sighs> so. Do you know what I mean? I think being an adult may be one of the, one of the biggest costumes that we that we wear yeah being a so-called adult this is what adults do Mm. fitting into that that you know i think that's one of the uh and they don't tell us this when we're children (laughs) They 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 don't tell us this this you know uh no being grown up whatever that means um, you can be an eight-year-old and have ex- wisdom beyond your means, and you can have fifty-year-olds. You can behave in a completely immature manner. Yeah. Um, adults do this. Children do that. There's a line. Do you know what? I read this article um, a while ago now, and it said that in indigenous communities there was no such thing as work. So they may have been doing chores, mm-hmm. but it wasn't seen as work. It was seen as, as uh, there was a playful nature to it. So yeah. we've taken this thing on of work, something that, you know, mature adults you have to do. But I think there was, a, from reading this article, it was like there was a, a sense of playfulness in everything they did. Yeah, and a sense of meditation in everything they did. Yeah, um, and it was part of who they were. It wasn't I'm going to do this now. I'm going to go to the meditation class. It was the hunting, the growing the food, the building of the temple. That was work, meditation, who I am, or all. It was. It was part of intrinsic to who you are yeah not something we went out on a saturday morning to do a meditation yoga class it was we did it every day so maybe that's the 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 natural way of who we really are we're just being caught up in this web of a matrix that has been created around us yeah i i think part of it is to 
part of it is I think we do things to sort of check them off of the list to feel this sort of sense of well-being and like um, this sense of, um, well, I'm good enough, I'm safe. I've I've done this this this, ah oh, no okay just do this okay now I could now I could kind of a sense of relief you know now, you know so sourcing our sense of self from external things rather than coming from you know which I think maybe some of these indigenous people um, already were in touch with being in touch with the soul nature and then expressing from there you know so i think it's um and there's a lot of interesting stories um you know uh, uh, about how we lose our um our soul nature and then we we go through this process of uh, regaining it you know uh, uh, throughout life and there's some old stories. I'm reading a book now that's that has a lot of um, stories about this. It's... Oh yes, of course, yes. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we won't, yeah. we won't go go into it because it's it's. Yeah, yeah. But there, but it's a great book. There's a lot of stories and archetypes. It's called uh, "Women Who Run with the Wolves," and um, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, so, like for for those who want to learn how to um, get in touch with their authentic self and how to continue to let that flourish, and some of the booby traps along the way in that process, this is an excellent book for that. You know, they go into a lot of the author goes into a lot of um, using stories and a lot of old stories. You know that uh, capture this process um i just wanted to there's a question i want to read some of the facebook comments okay um okay so ade you sound great ade you look really handsome in that shirt uh, ade your your beard is looking really good ade i love everything you have to say no i'm just kidding <laughs> 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 um, uh, uh, let's see okay here we go um so my friend Venita, i think you know Venita. um she wrote i can relate being authentic is perhaps the hardest thing and yet perhaps a lot of frustration stems from the fact that we're not able to express ourselves fully and freely. And she also says repression. Yes, that's the word. Um, uh, Lena um, Kane, or is it Lena? Uh, Ron and I were, were debating this before. Is it Lena or Lena uh, Kane? So I love this conversation. And she also says the need for belonging. And actually, um, Lena or Lena uh, <laughs> asked a question. Um, what support? And maybe we, we can kind of end with, with this, uh, begin okay. to wrap up with this question, because we're at, at an hour and a half. <clears throat> what support do you need in place in order to be your authentic self? So why don't you... Take a crack at that. What support do you need in place? 
Ähm, the first thing that comes through is support of yourself, to trust yourself, to be honest with yourself, to be true to yourself. And I think within that brings its own support structure in itself. And then from there, you're able to go out and you may try new things, they may not work, but you have the, the, honest, the, the honesty that you have given it a go. So I think it's always, you know, start with yourself, support yourself, trust yourself, believe in yourself. You're so much more. We are so much more than these minuscule, tiny beings that we've been told that we are. I'll say to anybody who, who writes that question, the fact that you've written it, the answer is in there. And to start from there. And you know, a, a great practice is sometimes is to look in the mirror. To look, to honestly look in the mirror and maybe just to you know what, I am good enough, I am enough, I can, do, I can do this, because in the day there are so many negative thoughts going on, so if we can give ourselves, just give ourselves two minutes just to say, I can, I am, I can do this, I can achieve that, and you know what, I'm not even achieving anything out there, I am enough and go from there yeah and that's an and that makes you just in that one statement phrase an extraordinarily powerful being yeah that's that's beautiful and and speaking of that right on my desk i i have one of those and this is my this is me as a kid and i this is one thing that i i try to read in in the morning so it's similar to what you said um and in and i'll answer uh lena lena <laughs> lena lena sorry you know i i'm i wasn't sure if it's lena lena first of all you know i, I would say um uh I'll say Lena. You say Lena, right? So I say Lena, yes. And I'll say Lena. Um, writes beautifully. She's she's well, she does a lot of she's been doing years and years and years of of been on the path and doing a lot of work and I think very evolved in terrific uh writing and uh and I she's also a creative person, so I, I know that you do the art um the okay. podcast so you yes. know you may um, want to consider having her on i think she'd be great and she say she does um music um sound healing and you know um you know writes and does art and a bunch of things um so you know i'll i'll answer the question yeah i'll 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 uh what you said, you know, and, and I'll add on one of the things, um, one of the supports that I found helpful is actually uh, finding people that you trust and that you can express to 
and that you you leave feeling seen and feeling heard without judgment or or no, you should do it this way or that way. You got to be very, you know, uh, use your power of discernment, you know, so there we have these powers and we, we may not want to, especially in the beginning where you're just beginning to to experiment and like you're just beginning to, to walk, you know, um, like uh, Ron was one of the people I shared stuff. I have um, a spiritual uh, group. Um, truly am awakening that uh, I, um, you know, small groups, and uh, I'm able to share some things also with my teacher. Um, and also with with friends like the friend I, I spoke to you about and, and just people that I feel comfortable with actually also my mom, my mom has been very, very supportive. I'll like FaceTime her and I'll just say how I'm feeling and different than what I used to, you know, I used to kind of squirm and and kind of like try to hide and you know and things like that and and my mom you know so I'm, I'm able to just share yeah i'm feeling this way feeling insecure or whatever and and um you know so finding people that you can you can express to and 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 play with and feel like you're seen so i think those are one of the a really good support um also you know if you need to therapy could be good if, if that's something that, that you need um and what else um i don't know um being able to ask the question Ade, even that is and being able to express it to someone that you trust just even yeah. asking the question i think it opens something up lena asked a question we're talking about it and I oh, think yeah, that yeah. opens something up. Just in it, we're doing the thing. The question is being spoken about, and maybe giving a reply to right answered right now. Yeah. And yeah. I feel a connection with Lena. I've never spoken to her, and this is something you know. So even just the opening up and speaking about um, question, fears, and doubts. Yeah, that's that's important, and. Yeah. And, kind of, and I think all of these sort of, you could even uh, write a, one thing I did is as I, I wrote a sort of boundary uh, thing. So I call it, what are my boundaries for um, cultivating and being in love, you know, just choosing love. And so certain things that I, um, that I kind of put in place to enable me to, you know, to express an authentic, so I give myself time, you know, to, to do things that I normally wouldn't, wouldn't do, you know, just giving myself permission to breathe, giving myself permission to, to pause and not have to say an answer right away or to, you know, come up with the next clever thing, which is rare in, in, in my case, they usually come right away. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, just, uh, you know, giving your setting up some some boundaries, uh, the things that I need, you know, um, I for in certain relationships to, to be able to be authentic, you know, so you can, you can set maybe you, you spoke about that as well, you can set those things up. And then, you know, go out there and experiment. I have experimented with people, even strangers, 
And sometimes it goes well. <laughs> 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 sometimes it didn't go so well. And I'm thinking, oh, why did I say that? And, but yeah, like, um, I'll tell you a, a, a story real, real quick. It, so I was, on, I was on the train and this uh, woman came on. And, and this was nothing about like trying to pick. It was furthest thing from my, my mind. <laughs> You know, it was just a woman who had her outfit was amazing. Like it just, the, I saw that the detail she put into putting it together. And normally I would not say anything. And, um, and again, there was no, like, I wasn't hitting on her that I wasn't interested in that way, but I was just recognizing. And I was like, I, I just want to say you have a beautiful. And so I went in the, Say it. No, don't say it. What do you go? Say it. No, don't say it. And so I just spent some time with, with that fear and said, it's okay. You know, I understand you're afraid, but we choose love today and we're going to, what's the worst that's going to happen? We, we don't mean anything about it. It's nothing. And she also, we in, on the train, we had our mask on and her mask was a, a, a Basquiat, the artist mask you know so uh, and she was singing too she had headphones she was singing and like like uh like had a real soulful voice and everything and i said excuse me <laughs> i finally <laughs> and she took it off and i and i said i just want to say your outfit is you know really nice and she was very open appreciative she said oh thank you and then i said yeah and i like the basquiat and she said yeah thank you and I was like, yeah, because I started watching all these Basquiat documentaries and I found the nervousness kicking in and I'm just starting to speak a lot. And then my dad was obsessed about Basquiat. And then I said, and you know, recently I was near Greenwood Cemetery and, you know, that's where he was buried. So now I'm like bringing death into the picture of like, and she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah. So I'm like, you know, so I started. <laughs> The cemetery had Basquiat, and now you're wearing a Basquiat <laughs> mask and everything, and trying to make the connections to her. And and she was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I think I get it." So then, I don't know. Afterwards, I just felt like there's that voice, like, "Oh, why did you do that? You, uh, you, why did you like keep talking and talking?" And so. I know like what I said, it's probably not going to be perceived as, no, that was no big deal. But inside, it felt like a big deal. And so I think when we do this, we're going to come up against that voice that says, what the hell are you doing? Don't do it. You see what you did? I told you to be quiet. Don't talk anymore. You know, don't be the... Uh, and, and and I just stopped and I said, and I just looked in the mirror, like you had said, like when I got to where I was getting, I went and I looked in the mirror because I stopped. I remember there was still some of that voice. And I said, I'm really proud of you for doing what you did, like taking that risk and speaking up despite the fear. And I just gave myself a pat on the back. And I was just like, you know, that was really great that you did that, you know, and um, so... I'm just sharing that because when, for those that are new at it and um, have a hard time, um, and I suspect maybe males might have a harder time than than women. I think 
they seem more connected to soul, more kind of letting it express, you know, um, so, but I think they also, society kind of teaches them to be proper, you gotta be like, a woman isn't supposed to do this and do that. And that's actually why, part of why I'm reading this book is, is uh, to really understand how much damage um, society and uh, uh, patriarchy uh, patriarchy has has done you know uh, to uh, women and and um, and how it's affected the way our culture is and a lot of the negative things that are kind of manifesting and taking place in society yeah so uh, that was a I think that's a maybe a topic we can go into another time, you know, uh, the toxic yeah. masculinity, yeah. which we have gone through, uh, you know, we've gone through it, which we see the repercussions of not being able to express. So maybe that's something, a topic for another day. Yeah. So we are at an hour and 40 minutes, so I think. Wow. Yeah, which is, which is long, but really for, I've listened to podcasts that were three hours, two hours long. And so I feel like our conversation, I mean, for me, it's, it's been really nourishing. You know, I appreciate you and I, I thank you for for doing this and being a, a part of this because whenever you're sharing your yourself and your perspective it just you know i feel it's just so nourishing for me you know so i just wanted to say thank you and well thank you ade i think how we've approached we're not we're not going abstract we're talking about things we are going through things that we have seen, actuality, not we've read in a book or I think that is uh, refreshing, you know, to be able to speak on this way. And thank you to Lena and to anyone else who's watching. Thank you very much. I mean, there's a there's a word, that a term that I've got from the teacher, Neely Fuller, and it's, I'm still learning. Hmm. I'm still yeah. learning. Yeah. Uh, how are you today? I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I definitely feel that. I, and I, I like think that. We come together in this all the time. And it's going to be amazing because, you know, we're going to go forward. As soon as it stops, this, pub, this show stops, the authenticity discussion will carry on in what we do the minute afterwards. Yeah. The two minutes afterwards, it doesn't stop here. So if we're talking about authenticity, it doesn't finish when we stop this podcast. No. It, it, it's going to be in what we do in an hour and a half time, in two hours time, tomorrow, uh, next Wednesday. Yeah. Finding a voice because it's going to be in five minutes when we have to do something or speak up or express something. That's going to be now. Yeah, you go, go, go to the toilet. Go <laughs> to the toilet. Look at the mirror and laughing at yourself. 
<laughs> and, there, and there was a, a one okay so yeah so i i just want to ask you my friend ron so will you will you um will you what i need what i need from you what i'm asking is that you can be open to me and 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 give the space for me to be as i am with my nervousness and with my quirks and everything else i will say this i'm here to to, to get to know you the nervousness, the quirks, the let's go to the toilet line, the ant line, anything, all of it. Because otherwise I'm getting the shell. I don't, let's not be two shells speaking. Let's not yeah. be two images in conversation. Let's just, just do this. I'll, yeah, you and I, and let's be free. And myself and my stuttering self and that comes up sometimes and the not be sure where the uh, guitar yeah 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 thank you for you know for that and i think that's why we did this i think Ade. yeah i think that's why we're doing it to be if we're nervous to say we're nervous yeah if we're not sure about something we're not sure about something if we don't know we don't know. Yeah. So this, I think that's why we're here. Yeah. And this feels good. It feels like this is, and like you said, it goes on. So we're, this is a place of creating, co-creating. And, and, um, and I, I envision beautiful things as it is now continuing. And, and yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm enthusiastic. Yeah, and let's create, let's create something. So thank you, Lena, and let's move on. And if you have conversations and questions for other people, let's, let's move on together. Let's create something magical that we never even envisage. And let's not stop with finding a voice at the end of the hour, but let's find our voice in 30 minutes. Yeah. Let's reveal our voice, I'll show you, in 30 minutes. Oh, let's yeah. take off the uh, costume and reveal the Superman suit and let's do it. Yeah. Let's not just sit here and talk about it, which is, you know, you know, it becomes abstract then, isn't it? It becomes like the book we had on the shelf. We just, let's, so it's a challenge for both of us. Let's do it. Yeah. And we're not always going to be successful. Yeah. It's not always going to work. But even when it doesn't work, we get a great story out of it. Yeah. So let's, uh, yeah, we'll, let's get in touch over the weekend. Yeah. Because uh, that, that, that always helps and get the, uh, the juices flowing and, and see what comes up. And you know what? Let's taste the mango. Yeah. Yeah, and coffee. Let's taste the coffee. Uh, this has been the second show of the Coffee Diaries, Ade, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Same here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you Thank all you. that whoever joined. Oh, we have a.
a thousand people. One, uh, up. Oh, sorry. No, that's two. Two pieces. <laughs> thank you, you two. Uh, thank you very much, you two. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>